This is something about Lauren Bubert handcuffed in court. So folks, without a doubt in my mind, and I know the bar for this is high, in the last 24 hours, our good old buddy, our good old pal, Lauren Bubert, had one of the most humiliating days in American politics. And you've seen some of it. We're going to recap some of the biggest blows. But what no one is really talking about is a gargantuan legal defeat with Lauren Bubert being constrained in court this morning. Absolutely. Nailed down because she took a loss that is going to have rippling consequences. It doesn't necessarily only entail Bobert, but guys, it's the kind of thing that has her absolutely quaking in her boots, unable to move because that's how bad it is. But we start yesterday and we sort of build towards this moment because Lauren Bobert was trying to score political points for herself and on behalf of her cult leader, Donald Trump. But all she ended up doing was proving the point of her enemies. Let's start here. The American people were silenced for three years because of what China has done and because of our federal government colluding to cover up what China released into the globe. So we want American citizens to, yes, have a government put out truthful information. And also the people are the check on the government to say, hey, is that right? Is that accurate? Something seems off here. I have a question. Here's some information that I found out because, hey, federal government, maybe you don't know everything. Mr. Chairman, I yield and I support the bill. Lady yields back. Any other members seek recognition? Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. I move strike the last word. Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Ms. Boston. Uh, Mr. Chairman, thank you. Uh, since we, we brought up COVID, uh, I just want to respond and to remind the majority that COVID did not start under the Biden administration. It started under the Trump administration, and it was Donald Trump who closed businesses. It was Donald Trump who closed schools. It was Donald Trump who mandated masks. It was Donald Trump who came up with the vaccine, which I don't have a problem with, but if you have a problem with it, it was Donald Trump's vaccine. And so when we bring up COVID, we seem to have amnesia of when COVID started, who it started under, right? You guys don't like Dr. Fauci, but it was Donald Trump who listened to Dr. Fauci. And so at the end of the day, you guys want to complain about things that happened under the last two years. You're allowed to have valid complaints. But what I'd love to hear from from the majority is the criticism of the Trump administration and Donald Trump and the decisions that were made during that administration, which you guys use as talking points to hit the president of the United States over Joe Biden, but he was not in charge when those decisions were made. So it notes there, right? It notes that Lauren was trying to make this this whole, you know, the, the pandemic, a, a referendum on the Democrats and how they infringed on American freedoms and they were too unreasonable and blah, blah, blah. But as noted there, for much of the decision-making process, not all of it, but when most of the critical decisions around the crisis were made, it was made with a Republican president and indeed a Republican Senate, right? So none of this could have been done by the Democrats. The Democrats did have to have input because they controlled the House, but ultimately a lot of the emergency decisions were made by a Republican president 
Donald Trump. Because the president, even when the Congress is split, whatever, has a lot of executive power during times of emergency. And the decisions were Trump's decisions. So Lauren accidentally steps on a rake. Uh, you know, accidentally steps on a rake and smacks herself and Donald Trump in the face by making it clear that all of her criticisms of the Democratic handling of the pandemic actually apply to Donald Trump. And it gets reiterated here by Jamie Raskin. But I also have another Raskin tearing her down later on as well. Um, you're right. President Trump was in office when the COVID virus was released from a lab in, in China, from the Wuhan lab. And he tried to make that very clear that this came from China. And reporters regularly dismissed that. I appreciate the gentlelady's passion. There are two facts that she should perhaps be alerted to. One is that Donald Trump, on more than 20 different occasions, defended the performance of the Chinese government, and specifically um, President Xi, in terms of his treatment of COVID-19 and said he was doing a wonderful job and a great job and they were working closely and they were constantly in touch. So if there's a problem with the Chinese government unleashing a virus, which has not been proven anywhere, but it certainly could be true, you would have to pin that on your uh, favorite president, Donald Trump, not on Joe Biden. The second thing is President Trump's own special advisor on COVID-19, Deborah Burks, I'm sure you're aware and you're sure you've read her book, uh, said that the lethal recklessness of Donald Trump's policies about COVID-19 cost Americans hundreds of thousands of lives. So you don't have to believe anybody on the Democratic side of the aisle. That's Donald Trump's own special advisor on COVID-19. Thank you for yielding, and I have to yield back. So you can see that uh, yet again, another moment where, you know, as as she tries to put it off on China, but, you know, it notes that, you know, many of the things that she's saying were rebuffed by Donald Trump when he actually had power. And this is it's just so beautiful to see because Lauren is trying so desperately to be like Trump's favorite little girl. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of VP talk for Lauren Boebert, but, you know, she would love to be Trump's VP. And she's just doing his bidding every single day, getting on her knees for Donald Trump in college. Congress, and it's not working because she only serves to embarrass Trump and herself. Now we shift away from committee onto the House floor where Raskin tears her apart in a couple key moments. Um, I want to just clear up a couple things. First, I heard the very distinguished general lady from Colorado mention job creators. I assume she was responding to President Biden since 12 million new jobs have been created under President Biden, whereas millions of jobs were lost under the prior president, um, who may be a favorite of the gentleladies. I also wanted to make a, just a brief semantic point because the gentlelady was making a, gram a grammatical error that I heard some of her colleagues make before. Um, I believe she referred to a Democrat solution. I heard another member talk about a Democrat member and a Democrat plan. I just wanted to educate our distinguished colleagues that Democrat is the noun. When you use it as an adjective, you say the Democratic member or the Democratic solution or the Democratic plan. And so I assume it's a good faith grammatical error the first few times. But after people are corrected several times and they continue to say it, it seems like it's an act of incivility. As if every time we mentioned the other party, it just came out with a kind of political speech impediment like, oh, the banana Republican Party as if we were to say that every time we mentioned the banana Republican member or the banana Republican plan or the banana Republican conference. But we wouldn't do that. So out of pure political courtesy, 
when it's an adjective, refer to the Democratic Congresswoman or the Democratic member. Having said that, I'd like to uh, say that I favor the Boebert Amendment. I think it's really the Raskin Amendment because none of them apparently caught the fact that their reporting requirement wasn't to be published until I told them. I actually read the bill and I said, you know, there's no publication of it. So this amendment follows through on the fact that I pointed out to them that they their bill didn't even call for publication of the inflation information, which they thought was so essential. So I'm afraid I'm going to have to support the Bobert Amendment because I think I'm the genesis of it. And with that, I'm happy to yield back. And so all of this is building, guys. All of this is building. It's building towards just a crushing blow. One, he notes that Boebert just made a huge mistake and is actually publicizing information that Republicans wanted to hide. And he also tears her down on her anti-democratic rhetoric by, you know, dehumanizing the other political party, by refusing to call them the Democratic Party, but only calling them the Democrat Party. They do that because they don't want to associate the word democracy or democratic with the other political party, because as we know the Republican Party is increasingly becoming branded with fascism and totalitarianism and anti-democracy. But you know, he just he just slices and dices her. And beyond that, we saw clips from this speech that she gave a couple days ago. But right as all of this was happening yesterday, as we about get ready to go into courtrooms where Lauren Boebert is getting cuffed in a very unique way, you know, this is um, her getting exposed again on these leaked tapes. I'm excited for Speaker McCarthy. He's agreed to release all of the January 6th footage from the United States Capitol. We are not letting this issue die. We are not running from it. We are going to expose the truth of January 6th, and we will prevail until we see justice for the January 6th political prisoners. They're still in jail. We allow one million people to come into our country legally every year. And we are so generous with this. And those are the people that I want to protect. These are the people who are doing it the right way, who aren't cutting in line and just disgracing our country and coming over here dishonorably. They are investing their time, their hearts, their minds, their souls, their resources into becoming a United States citizen. And they have that conviction that they have what it takes to help make this a more perfect union. Again, that's perverse stuff. It's perverse stuff. You know, look, you can have criticisms of undocumented people, but undocumented people are law-abiding. You know, they, they, don't, they don't break the law. They pay their taxes in many cases. They don't get benefits, and they are far less likely to commit crimes than, than, than actual, quote-unquote, citizens and all of that. And then, on the other hand, she's praising the J6 rioters as political prisoners. So she's calling people that are hardworking, if not you know flawed because they have to travel across the border that they're maybe not allowed to go across, or we should have sympathy. She's basically calling them disgraceful, but calling literal violent criminals political prisoners. And this is where we get to court, because this case nails Lauren Boebert, and again, it, it, it handcuffs her in her future ability to stay in office. The trial is not about Boebert herself, but it is everything to do with people like her. Remember Coy Griffin, the cowboy for Trump guy? He was the first and only person so far disqualified from office under the 14th Amendment based on his participation in the J6 riot. And it's the first proof that you can indeed disqualify traitors 
like Boebert and Green and all the rest, via the 14th Amendment. And he just lost his final appeal, which is a major legal defeat for everyone facing these challenges. And there are active challenges like this against Boebert, among others. It says, Cowboys for Trump co-founder and former New Mexico County Commissioner Coy Griffin had his final appeal for reconsideration rejected after he was removed and barred from elected office for his role in the J6 Capitol riot. It says Griffin was previously convicted in federal court of a misdemeanor for entering the Capitol grounds on J6 without going into the building. He was sentenced to 14 days and given credit for time served. And it basically notes that, again, he was uh, 14th Amendment Section 3. This does handcuff Bober because this will be used against her in upcoming legal challenges. And there are challenges against Trump and Bober and all the rest that are being launched by uh, pro-democracy groups to argue that the 14th Amendment does apply. And judges, up until the Coy Griffin decision, were either unwilling to make that argument or we're just avoiding it altogether. But this is the precedent being set. Boebert humiliated herself and took so big a loss in court, she didn't even need to be in there. But guys, this is going to handcuff her going forward. I was making so much money with DoorDash. I wanted to earn money in my free time, but I didn't want to go out and get a boring 9 to 5. That's when I found out how much money my friend was making with DoorDash. There are opportunities in over 4,000 cities. Signing up was super easy. And before long, I was already making deliveries. Now, I get to make my own schedule and keep 100% of my tips. Download the DoorDash driver app and get started today. What if I told you there was a way to maintain crystal clear vision well into your golden years and beyond? Oh. Turns out there is, and it's called the 2020 Water Hack. And scientists who are... <sighs> President Biden attended the Firefighter Union's annual gathering and was praised by the president of the Firefighter Union before a packed crowd as the best president in the history of the United States for firefighters. Look, President Biden delivers for first responders. It's not about empty slogans or BS promises. It's just about doing the hard work. By the way, Biden gave a great speech there about how his policies are actually honoring the work of first responders like firefighters. We will discuss and compare this to what took place at Coltpac. I mean CPAC, headlined by Brazil's insurrectionist Jair Bolsonaro and America's insurrectionist Donald Trump. Donald Trump gave quite possibly the most bizarre and low energy speech ever before a very small crowd saying he doesn't know the word subpoena. He's never heard of that word, nor has he heard of the word grand jury. He called the criminal investigations into him a quote, lynching. He of course bragged about his relationship with Vladimir Putin. He called the porn star he paid hush money to a horse face and he told the crowd he should be elected so that he could be their quote retribution. And by the way, Don Jr. had to bribe guests to attend his daddy's cult pack speech with fake golden chocolate candy bars.
You can't make this up. Look, Trump is terrified, and frankly, he should be. In the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation, Trump's former trusted aide, Hope Hicks, met with these Manhattan prosecutors on Monday. This after Kellyanne Conway met last week. And I've said before, and I'm going to say it again, many have doubted me, many have criticized me for saying it. I've always said that the Manhattan District Attorney is going to be the first to criminally indict Donald Trump. And by the way, I said that. I, I have said that before, and everyone's like, no, 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 you suck, Ben, you're wrong. I'm <laughs> you. is, that, is that what they say? That's so I mean, mean. Well, I don't know. You know, I have oh, a very unpopular God. opinion that I have. Ben, but you're I'm, great. Telling, I'm telling you, I genuinely, I've always said that if you followed, and I still believe it's true. Now, turning to Jack Smith's criminal investigation at the federal level, look, Donald Trump is trying his usual shtick, right? Delay, delay, delay. He's trying to delay Jack Smith's criminal investigation, and Trump is failing. Um, we just learned that Donald Trump filed a new motion, this one, a motion to exclude testimony that was already given to D.C. federal criminal grand jury members by his former top White House lawyers, Pat Cipollone and Patrick Fillman. This is another motion that Donald Trump is almost certainly going to lose. But when you look at what Donald Trump is saying and you see his actions that are taking place behind closed doors in federal court, you know that things are getting really, really bad. And so Trump is lashing out like a maniac against all these prosecutors, right? He's calling Alvin Bragg and Fawny Willis racists. He's calling Jack Smith an animal. And he's accusing prosecutors of, quote, torturing witnesses by flying the witnesses on economy class to Washington, D.C., or where their respective grand jurors are located, paying for their Ubers and lodging uh, to have them testify before the different grand juries. Trump says torture. that is torture. What a, man, what, what, what a man of the people. To a snowflake traitor? Sweet justice, Jordy. Just seems so Sweet. unfair. Justice. This is the Midas Touch podcast. Ben Micellis joined by my brothers, Brett and Jordy Micellis. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. And guess what? We actually got Jordy staying with me right now. Jordy, my roommate. Jordy in the Midas office oh. here on the West Coast in another room right now for sound purposes. But Jordy, how you like it staying with me? Am I a good host? Am I, am I uh, doing okay you, here? You, one, you're a phenomenal host. Ben, Brett actually makes like the most delicious cup of coffee that I've ever witnessed or had or, or, or whatever it it's it's spectacular like he's got real we think he's good at editing videos no no no, no. he's <laughs> he's barista brett i take it very seriously like i i ask for everybody's orders in the morning i give everybody their coffee to order whether they want espresso whether they want coffee if they want different syrups in it if they want it straight whatever it is i take it very serious i think i gotta start selling my own coffee beans i'm gonna plant like that, that steed here uh, no pun intended or maybe pun intended and we'll see where that leads maybe we'll sell some bread coffee beans on the show How about yeah but that? but you're not farming these coffee beans i mean you're, you're farming with them the You'd work with a farmer, of course. You'd find a fair trade farmer. We'd figure you'd out how to do work it. with them. You know, not everyone who sells coffee beans is a farmer. I mean, they work with farms who produce great coffee beans. And then Jordy, I know all could, do the, Jordy could do the ad reads. Jordy could do the ad reads. I think we have a new business underway. That's what wait, I wait, just. Wait, wait. 
and and you'll vet the coffee because if Brett if it passes the Brett test, it means it must be. I, I'm the biggest coffee snob, so if it passes the Brett test, it means it's good. I look, it, look, it, it's a it's a good idea. It's, I'm just gonna say it's a really good idea. Can I say can I say two other things real quick though? Ben, that sweater you're wearing is is really great. Love that. I know it's great audio feed, but that's a great sweater you got there. And guys, have you seen how on fire on fire? The YouTube channel has been lately. I mean, just the subscribers have been nuts. And this is all in the March of the Midas Million Member Subscriber Marathon oh, Month. That's what's so, the most ridiculous. So, so subscribe right now. The pickle peppers. <laughs> Look, the, the, the audience has spoken. The <laughs> listeners and viewers have spoken. That's have their they? favorite one. The Midas Million Member Subscriber Marathon Month. It, and, and we're just like lightning. Lightning in a bottle. We're, we, we gained 7,000 subscribers in the last like two and a half days. So please hit that subscribe button right now. The YouTube channel is on fire. I still like the March to 1 million subscribers, but you know, Jordy, you are the, you are the marketing whiz. So let's get right into it, folks. And <laughs> I think the best way to get into it is let's compare a speech by President Biden, where he gave the speech, who he gave the speech to, his messaging in the speech, and let's compare it to the speech that Donald Trump gave around the same time. And let Trump, me just say, Ben, buckle your seatbelts, everybody, because you are going to get some whiplash on this episode of the Midas Touch podcast when you see the contrast, when you see these clips play back to back. So buckle up, folks. It's, it's going to get weird. <laughs> it's be, it, Before it gets so weird, that's actually why for this episode i want to start with biden's which is so not weird like i, I almost want to ease into these trump clips uh -huh. because it is some of the most deranged unhinged buckle up weird buckle up for <laughs> this episode but first let's talk about today where president biden spoke before a packed house of professional firefighters at the international association of firefighters 2023 legislative conference this conference gathered the leaders from the firefighting profession in washington dc to meet with lawmakers and during his remarks president biden recounted numerous anecdotes involving firefighters and other first responders and talking about the efforts his administration has made to improve safety for firefighters and i want to start off by showing the president uh, edward kelly of the firefighter association the international firefighters association talking about president biden and saying look you get it you get us play the clip well deserved mr president i can tell you i've listened to a lot of politicians talk we hear things that are nice to hear like we run in when others run out. You are the only person I've ever heard say that the only thing that makes firefighters safer is more firefighters. You get it. You get us. In just two years, you have clearly established yourself as the greatest president firefighters have ever had in this country. Thank you so much. You're making our very dangerous job as safe as it possibly can be, one leadership decision at a time, and we thank you. And we thank you on a personal level. One of our IFF members' son, a naval officer, is caught up in the politics uh, in Japan, and we thank you for personally trying to help the Alconas family. 
Uh, we, we know that you're doing everything you can. We thank you. We love you, and we thank you for everything you've done for all of our IFF family. Thank you, Mr. President. You know, when you cut through all of the performative stuff that's going on on the MAGA Republican side, right? It's it's a very easy gesture to basically, you know, say we stand behind first responders and, you know, have a little blue stripe on a flag and just start shouting it out. But the question ultimately is, and I think Americans are waking up to it, is that everything Donald Trump does, it's Don the con. His whole life is conning people. What he spews out of his mouth are just complete lies. The the promises, complete and total BS. So what you have to do is not just take the words. You have to take the actual action. So here's President Biden talking about the dangers of the job of firefighters, the risks associated with it. Play this clip. I've done more firefighter funerals than I want to acknowledge. I've, the only thing that protects you is more firefighters more firefighters. In 2022, there were 99 line of duty deaths. I've been, as I said, far too many firefighter funerals in my life. And I know too many of you are dealing with cancer from chemicals and toxins on the job and in your gear. It's wrong. It's wrong. Let me tell you something. I have your back. Eddie just talked to him about the three requests he has. And I won't go into them now, but I'm going to push all of them. I promise you, I promise you, you've had my back and I'll have yours. You know what I I know you know that the things that protects firefighters again, I'll say it again and again, is more firefighters. So what does it mean to have the backs of firefighters? It's not just saying the word, right? It's actual tangible steps. And President Biden goes into it. For example, he talks about the need to protect collective bargaining and the dignity of having a job and well-paying jobs. Play this clip. And my dad used to have an expression. He said, Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. So being able to look your child in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay. That's why I fight so damn hard to protect your right to collective bargaining. And here's a bill that President Biden actually signed that gave firefighters and their families workers' compensation for certain kinds of heart problems, cancers, and other ailments. Actually doing the hard work. Play the clip. In December... I was proud to sign the Federal Firefighters Fairness Act, giving more than 10,000 federal firefighters and their families critical workers' compensation and other benefits by making sure certain kinds of heart problems, lung disease, and cancers are presumed to be caused by the job. But we can do more, and President Biden asks Congress to actually do something. The way when the Democrats controlled it, they were doing something. And Biden asked Congress, pass the Honor Act to extend the Public Safety Officer Benefit Program to cover firefighters who die from cancer. Play this clip. Senator Globachar and Congressman Pascal, Pascarell, excuse me, are working on what they call the Honor Act to extend public safety officer benefit program to cover firefighters who die from cancer. 
I support it. Congress should introduce it, pass it, and get it to my desk for me to sign it. We can't lose sight of the fact that that is actual what governance is. That is what governance looks like. And when you compare that to what's going on in MAGA Republican land, the contrast cannot be more stark. I mean, this is from the cult pack convention over the weekend. This is from Don Jr. Because like very few people even showed up to this thing, which is supposed to be their big conference. Don Trump Jr. had to bribe people to show up at his daddy's speech with golden, fake golden chocolate candy bars as the magical ticket to get into Don's speech. Like, this is some, this is deranged, unhinged stuff. Here, play this clip. Uh, Check under your seats. If there happens to be a gold chocolate bar underneath there, that's a VIP, oh, I'm not joking. That's a VIP ticket to my father's reception tomorrow at CPAC. Because your president, President Donald Trump, will be here. He's not out raising money uh, from the billionaire Chinese sympathists like others. You know, Matt, they're going to do that. Well, others didn't show. I was like, yeah, they're raising money from the people who don't necessarily believe in America first but because they need their money. So who's got gold bars? There's one. You're lucky man, sir. Any more? They may do some more. Look at that, another one there. Well, I think you guys will have an awesome time. Yep. There's people gaming the system. What are you, Democrats? You're trying to get under other seats? They're, They're ballot harvesting, Matt. By the way, my political speech for the day, if we don't start doing the same thing that Democrats do, none of it matters. What kind of Willy Wonka BS is that? I was going to say, that that is the worst sequel to Willy Wonka of all time. So Bizarro land. and, And so what the folks listening can't see are people going to other seats throughout the venue because most of the seats in the venue are empty. So they set these bars under seats, most of which are most of which are empty, and they're telling people check under your seats for the prize. However, most people aren't sitting at seats that have the prize because most of the seats are empty. So the people are running across the room, running across empty seats to try to find these. And you know, what we're going to see throughout all of this is you, you already saw the calm, confidence, the getting stuff done of President Biden, doing it quietly, doing work for all Americans, appealing to all Americans. And what we're going to see in watching these clips that we're watching, starting with that one, is a cult that is simply trying to placate their cult. And that's it. They've realized, they've almost given up at this point on even appealing to regular Americans. They've almost given up on appealing to independents, to moderates, because they are just so weird, so bizarre, and you just see them go all in to just try to energize this cult as much as possible. How perfectly Trump is that clip that we just, I'm talking Trump family, just, they're just so totally incompetent that of course the plan that he probably thought out, you know, haphazardly doesn't work when he tells people to look under their freaking chairs for the golden chocolate bar. I mean, it's just so, 
they're just so unserious. And that's probably for me what the most frustrating part about people being sucked into their BS is just how unserious they are, these MAGA Republicans, the Trump family, comparatively to people who are actually getting stuff done. And I think one of the major themes that we saw earlier is that the people who are working, like the blue collar folks, the folks that, that these policies are affecting in their daily lives, they feel it. They do feel it. And that's been the coolest thing for me is just seeing, you know, people who have not traditionally fall into maybe, you know, the MAGAverse, um, so to speak, not no longer falling for these tactics and just being like, hey, I, I actually like the things that Biden are doing and I'm not afraid to say it. And you see how the folks at CPAC, these MAGA cultists, I, I'm not going to underestimate the danger of MAGA still because it is an extremely dangerous movement. Mm -hmm. But what is very clear in watching these clips and in looking at the audience and in seeing the enthusiasm and in seeing the infighting is seeing that MAGA is ultimately a dying movement. Now, where does it go from here as it dies? It's going to evolve, and that strain is going to be out there in various forms. There'll be the Marjorie Taylor Green strain, which is in your face. There'll be the Ron DeSantis strain, which is a little more subtle, but maybe even more dangerous. That's what we need to look out for. But MAGA, as we've traditionally known it over these past few years, is certainly dying, and people are not buying the BS. In the pro-democracy community, as MAGA is a dying movement, though, what we need to be very clear about, and it's why it's important to show that clip of President Biden with the firefighters union, and you'll be able to show that Biden standing with workers, not in a performative way, but through actual legislation and rebutting all of these false narratives that went unrebutted for many, many, many years with the new Democratic Party that's got its fight back, that is out there telling the truth and doing great messaging. Part of that, it is important when these former MAGA Republicans, when they're like, what is going on here? Um, that they know, though, that, look, all of the things that you've been fed, this uh, diet of propaganda from Fox and OAN about leftists and it's Marxism and all of these things and Mr. Potato Head and, and Green M&M and Skittles and Dr. Seuss and, and pronouns and all of and all of these things, that all of that is is just complete and total BS. I mean, you know, the, the thing that they talked about as the most pressing issue at CPAC with all of the speakers before Donald Trump is bathrooms. They just talked about bathrooms all of the time. And they would just, they wouldn't even ask the question. They would just say, I'm going to have to ask you to respond to this. <laughs> bathrooms. Like, what, 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 I mean, when you wake up in the morning, I have to go to the bathroom. Um, but, <laughs> but other than having to go to the bathroom, then I don't think about the bathroom anymore, you know, anymore for the rest of the day. And the fact that the top thing in their mind is, is bathrooms. Um, is is a very, very, very strange thing. Right? you talked about the infighting, so let's get into these clips from Trump's speech, though. And the purity test right now is such that people like Jeb Bush and Karl Rove, right? P people like Paul Ryan, um, they are not even viewed as um, Republicans anymore, right? So what Donald Trump wanted to be very clear about is that these people he says, are freaks. He calls them freaks and spends a lot of his time 
attacking. If you're not a MAGA Republican and you're still calling yourself Republican, you're a freak, he says. Play this clip. When we started this journey, a journey like there has never been before, there's never been anything like this. We had a Republican Party that was ruled by freaks, neocons, globalists, open border zealots, and fools. But we are never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Karl Rove, and Jeb Bush. Think about that. You think he's calling them freaks? By the way, let me say, I think he's right about it. I think they are freaks. But if they're freaks, MAGA are super freaks. You know, like Karl Rove, Paul Ryan, like, But not like super freaky. Like, like, no, not like super freaky. We can't get claimed on YouTube, so I'm not going to. My voice probably triggers it because I'm going to sound just like the recording. So I'm going to. True. You have a great voice. Voice of an angel. Um, But no, like. He's so close there, right? Like, Colorado, Paul Ryan, Jeb Bush, horrible. All them horrible. The antidote to that is not MAGA. Like, you, they doubled down on all that and became crazier and crazier and crazier. And it shows you how far right they've become, that they look at somebody like Karl Rove and they go, lib, liberal, Democrat. <laughs> like, in what world? In what world? Well, to Just your point place, there, Brett. Yeah, Jordy, go. Just replace MAGA with freak when he's talking. He's an ultra freak, man. I mean, what these people are doing, you know, it's one thing when when you disassociate yourselves from other Republicans and start calling them rhinos. But when you're going to look at your base, people who bend over backwards to try and find ways to support you, and you start calling them freaks, like just the average, you know, the citizen, the, 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 the voter, you're going to start turning on them. They're not going to respond too kindly to that. I'll tell you that. Well, Jordy, then he's like, Paul Ryan, Carl Rove. Jeb Bush, they're freaks. Stormy Daniels, you're a horse face. I mean, at the same time, it's like what? It's like it's like you know, it's like here, play the play the clip. This is what he's calling the porn star that he paid hush money to, that he had two seconds of sex with. He's calling. He's like, not a fair horse face. After calling them not freaks, play this clip to bring charges against me for. Now, ancient, no affair story of Stormy Horseface Daniels, no attraction. No affair, I call it no affair. Where there's no crime anyway. Remember the days where if a politician spelled potato incorrectly, that would be a major scar on their reputation? Or if uh, a major news story would be, oh my God, Obama wore a tan suit? Wow. Donald Trump is calling a porn star who he paid hush money to a horse face after calling the other Republican leaders freaks. And then that somehow normalized. By the way, I was I was listening before the podcast started for a second. My fiance was playing um, one of these news channels and they were like the Republicans are, like these people like they're almost treating them like it's like the way it was framed on one of these shows. Like like they're a normal like, like, it's, like so it's like a normal political party. I'm like they're led by someone calling a porn star a horse face. And then he's calling. And by the way, it's, it's not it's not them there. Then he goes, he goes, I just imagine, though, just imagine for one second, like put this in your brain. It's just unfathomable. Imagine for one second <laughs> that President Biden had sex with a porn star already. We're already in in, yeah. in insanity land, right? We're already like, what? Yeah. I, I imagine the reaction to that alone, okay? Then imagine he paid hush money to cover it up. 
using campaign funds or whatever that'll trump it. Okay, number number two. Then imagine he repeatedly calls that woman horseface and then calls the prosecutor investigating it a racist. <laughs> it's unfathomable oh, to even oh, understand what, 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 what a racist, react- the other a mad dog psycho animal. Can I just say this too real quick? The horse face comment is despicable, misogynist, just just gross. That's the second weirdest part of the clip. Why does he keep throwing in no affair, no affair? <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it, it was an affair. Like, like he was married, he had a kid, and while he was married and had a kid, he had sex with somebody else. That is probably the while definition she, while, of what while, while his wife was pregnant. The definition of having an affair is exactly that. So, I don't know, no affair. <laughs> I'm just, what the hell is that? It is a funny addition. It, yeah. it, so, so, so then he goes after calling other people a freaks and then calling a porn star a horse face. He then goes on to say that he's never heard, never heard these words like subpoena. It's a new word to me. Grand jury. I've never heard of, you know, someone who says I'm the best at words has never heard of the word subpoena is never heard of the word grand jury like the most deranged human being ever here play this insanity people said to me are you sure you want to do it sir i said oh this will be so amazing why does he talk like that what the hell did you get me into i didn't know the word subpoena i didn't know the word grand jury those words grand jury i didn't know that they want to lynch you for doing nothing wrong. I didn't know they want to lynch you for doing a great job. I didn't know they want to put you away because your poll numbers are better than anybody they've seen in years. So then he says, by the way, I mean, can we just like, address the way he speaks? And I want to, do you know, can we please address this? Because I've been thinking about it and I couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on it. But today I finally did. Do you know who he sounds just like? Do you guys remember it was a cartoon show in the early 2000s? It's called Fairly Odd Parents. He sounds like the teacher, Mr. Crocker, when he would go, Fairly Odd Parents! Brett, please, I, I think I sent you this clip earlier. Can you just, can you play this clip and then just play the beginning of the clip we just watched? He can't. Fairy Godparents! Admit it! You have Fairy Godparents! Have a nice day! If you give us a copyright takedown, Jordy, for that clip, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're in it, you're in it, I'm going to find you. While it's fresh in our audience's mind, Brett, can you just play the first four seconds of that clip? To bring charges against me for now ancient, no affair story of Stormy Horseface Daniels, no attraction. Wrong one, wrong one. People said to me, are you sure you want to do it, sir? I said, oh, this will be so like, what, amazing. Like, what is that? Like, what is that? What, what, what is his, his new name to me? And, and y'all could join in on this, Mr. Crocker. And, and that's exactly what I'll be referring to from here on out. You know, the good thing about being a Hall of Famer, and I've told you this before, Jordy, <laughs> if, if you bat 300 or 350, you make the Hall of Fame. I'm, Even if and right I'm now, telling you. Brett accidentally played the wrong clip the first time, but if you play those clips back to back, out seven out of ten times. Um, so what's Donald Trump? What's Donald Trump's plan? Like, what's his hopeful message going into the 2024? It's that for those who have been wrong and betrayed, I'm your retribution. So he's basically, to be clear, talking to the insurrectionist at this point, and he's basically saying, if you feel wrong because we didn't see in the last insurrection, your guy. I'm going to do what you wanted me to do the last time. Play this clip. 
And if you put me back in the White House, their reign is over. Their reign will be over. And they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. I'm not going to let this happen. obliterate the deep state. I will fire. I mean, it's a horrific message. I am your retribution. I am going to obliterate the deep state. Let's be clear what he is saying there. He's, you know, basically threatening, as I view it, violence against a group of people. That's what he's intending to talk about, right? It, it is a call to action for violence. It is it is as clear and present of a threat. I also think it's I also think it's even a step further than that. I think it's violence against a group of people, but I think it's also threatening the destruction of the United States of America, like the entire system on which the United States of America rests upon. He is planning on taking a dagger to American democracy. And when he says he wants to completely obliterate the deep state, he wants to obliterate the government workers who don't kowtow to his beliefs, to his demands. That's exactly what he's saying there, because he wants to rule as an unchecked dictator who just does whatever he wants, makes whatever demands he wants, and forces people to do them, whether they're constitutional or not. And that, to me, is, is the big not-so-subtext of, of what he's saying there. Well, I mean, you, you pair that with the fact that he says he, he will use the federal government to lead one of the largest deportations, a mass deportation in American history. Play this clip. Under my leadership, we will use all necessary state, local, federal, and military resources to carry out the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. Other countries are emptying out their prisons, insane asylums, and mental institutions, and sending all of their problems right into their dumping ground, the USA. Think of it. They're emptying out their prisons, and you've heard me say that, but they're also emptying out their mental institutions. And uh, to use a strong couple of words, insane asylum. Insane asylum, that's where... Anybody see Silence of the Lamb? That's where they come from, insane asylum. That's a stronger word than a mental institution. I, you don't need to see uh, Silence of the Lamb. I just need to watch your speech, and I know where... People deserve to what a sane asylums look like. Speaking of which, his other big plan, in addition to I will be your retribution, mass deportations by the federal government, baby bonuses. He wants to give baby bonuses right out of the handmaid's tail. He's talking about baby bonuses. Play this clip. Challenge the governors of all 50 states, all 50 states, to join me in a it's great beautification campaign we will rename our schools and boulevards not after communists but after great american patriots (laughs) 
We will get rid of bad and ugly buildings and return to the magnificent classical style of Western civilization. We will support baby boomers and we will support baby bonuses for a new baby boom. How does that sound? That sounds pretty good. I want a baby boom. Oh, you men are so lucky out there. You're so lucky. You are so lucky, men. It is quite possibly the strangest speech. I, I could go on and on and on. We did a whole other video where I went through this entire speech and I showed all of the clips, but I wanted to give those highlights right here. But then I want to move on and I do want to talk about the criminal investigations that are heating up. Because when you see him up there, weak and weird and a clear and present threat to our democracy, the wheels of justice are moving in the right direction. So I want to talk about what's going on in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. I want to talk about what's going on with Special Counsel Jack Smith. I want to talk about Donald Trump's like just nonstop posts because he is completely scared out of his mind when we get back from this quick break. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Fume. Be smart. Don't start. Kick the habit. Put it out before it puts you out. All phrases we've heard a hundred times, yet we still continue to have bad habits. Now, as you may know, I have a horrible habit of grinding my teeth that just drives me up the walls. Well, our sponsor, Fume, is on a mission to accelerate humanity's breakup from bad habits that consume far too many of us. Fume is a natural diffusive device that uses plants and behavioral science to help you trade out your negative habit for a positive one. Fume is not a vape. It's a non-electronic device designed to transform your negative habits. Instead of pods filled with potentially harmful chemicals like a vape, Fume uses cores infused with plants like peppermint and cinnamon for delicious flavors. With an adjustable airflow dial and a magnetic end cap, your fingers will always have something to always do. Now, look, I didn't expect much out of Fume when I first got it, but the minty sensation is really powerful, and it really hits the back of your throat in a good way. Also, the design is super sleek. My own experience with Fume has been game-changing. The easiest way to stop a bad habit is to switch to a positive one, and Fume is designed perfectly to do just that. It's Fume's goal to make switching easy and even enjoyable. They have thousands of five-star reviews from people just like you who successfully switched when other solutions just didn't work. Head to tryfume.com and use code MIDAS to save 10% off when you get the Journey Pack today. The Journey Pack comes with three unique flavors and the new version 2 Fume to help kickstart your positive habits. That's tryfum.com and use code MIDAS to save an additional 10% off your order today. And now let's talk about our next partner, Grove Collaborative. Did you know that only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled, no matter how much we put in our recycling bin? Well, at Grove Collaborative, they believe it's time to ditch single-use plastics for good. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home and personal care routine. And by 2025, Grove will be 100% plastic-free. Like Grove Collaborative's concentrated cleaners and refillable glass bottles, they're friendlier to the planet and twice as effective as the leading natural brands. Switch to sustainable products for every room in your home, from laundry care to hand soaps and more. Grove Collaborative has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that never compromise on performance. 
personally, I love the Blueberry Treasure Soft Baked Dog Treats because, well, it takes the guesswork out of knowing if I'm getting something with good ingredients for my doggo, and he absolutely loves them. Grove Collaborative is revolutionary. Join over 2 million households already shopping sustainably at Grove. Go to grove.com slash Midas Touch today to get a free gift worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus, shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash Midas Touch. That's grove.com slash Midas Touch. Welcome back to the show. Great ad oh, reach, Jordy. So, thanks, hey, if you're in the market for those products, you use our promo codes. You get good deals. We work with the brands to get you them. It's awesome. And you'll love them. I promise. So the biggest low light, of course, at the cult pack convention at CPAC was Donald Trump's speech. But let's not forget their other keynote speaker was Jair Bolsonaro, who's been hanging out in the state of Florida um, denying the election results in Brazil, where he used to be the president, and encouraging insurrections there. Notice the first state that he goes to hang out in while just the insurrection that. Yeah. taking place is Florida. But he gets a hero's welcome at Cult Pack. And let's not forget that their last year's Cult Pack convention, their keynote speaker was Viktor Orban, another fascist leading leader, the prime minister of Hungary, um, who has who espouses some really heinous, racist, discriminatory, anti-LGBTQ plus. I mean, horrific views. That was their previous speaker because what this MAGA Republican branch really looks up to is strong men, authoritarian leaders. They don't see our allies as democracies. They don't see our allies as NATO, who are our allies. They look to uh, Vladimir Putin as their number one, that America should be subservient to Putin. But we should just be like our leaders, according to MAGA Republicans, should be like Putin, should be like Kim Jong-un should be like Bolsonaro and Viktor Orban. That is who they praise versus countries that have democracies. And so just so you see it, here is the crowd giving the warm welcome to Jair Bolsonaro at the Colt Pack Convention. Can't get weirder than this. It's like if before World War II you had, and welcome to the stage, Mussolini! Boom, 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 boom. You know, and it's like... And we didn't so add that music in. That music was what how they brought him out, was that music. It's so WWE, and no offense to folks who watch WWE, I like the sport, but when you put that into a political landscape and make these guys like they're some sort of like superhero figures, it's it's disturbing to say the least straight off the insurrection in brazil welcome jair bolsonaro <sighs> i mean it, it i mean it, it's crazy it's crazy it is really 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 disturbing and you know part of the speeches that you see i'll, I'll pull up this clip in a second of tom fitton like all of the speakers would speak and they would be like donald trump he's a victim they're all coming after him. We all know that Trump is the victim. He's a victim. Here, play this clip of Trump's advisor. 
Obama knew, Clinton knew, Comey knew, Biden knew, Brennan knew, McCabe knew, Strzok knew, Clapper knew, Schiff knew, the FBI knew, the DOJ knew, the CIA knew, the State Department knew. They all knew Trump was innocent, but they speared and spied on him anyway. Worse than Watergate. Trump is a crime victim. Let's remember that. But when they say worse than Watergate... He's saying that Nixon was the victim in Watergate there. Like, did you pick that up when he said worse than Watergate? As though the deep state got Nixon, just to be clear. He wasn't saying Trump's conduct is worse than Watergate. He's saying the way Trump has been investigated is far worse than Nixon, just to be very clear. And that, folks, is the modern-day MAGA Republican Party. Brent, I want to get your point, but this is why everything we're about to discuss with the criminal investigations going on right now is so, so vital. Brent. It's an important call-out to to point that out, because I think most people watching that clip would think that they're comparing the horror of Watergate, the crime of Watergate, to what is happening right now. But they are actually doing the opposite. And that's what this MAGA strain of the Republican Party has learned. That's their new revisionist history that we are seeing unfold. It's that the deep state took down Nixon. Nixon didn't do enough to stop them, but they're going to do enough to stop them. And that's what this entire right-wing ecosystem right now is living by. It's revisionist history from top to bottom. They want to rewrite history. They want to make facts irrelevant, and they want to create their own reality. And we are seeing that every single day. By the way, including right now, as we record this podcast live, you have Tucker Carlson revealing, I put that in quotes, the footage, the real footage from January 6th, as he puts it, where he cherry picks little bits and pieces to try to rewrite the narrative. And even on Tucker's show tonight, Tucker Carlson went in and said, well, you know, no honest person could say that the 2020 election was fair. There's no honest person that could say that, except you, Tucker, in sworn deposition testimony that was handed out in this Dominion lawsuit against Fox. You said that you knew it was BS, and you said that you were scared of Trump, that Trump is a demon, that Trump is a destroyer. That came out of your mouth. Now this guy has the nerve to go on TV today, tomorrow, to try to rewrite the history of January 6th. This is a movement built on deception, built on disinformation, and it is horrific to witness, and we need to be here to combat it. And one of the good things, though, is it might actually end up being the undoing of Fox, because for all of the money that they did this for, right, This Dominion lawsuit is no joke. If you want to know what my biggest concern in the Dominion lawsuit is, it's not liability, right? It is ultimately going to be the the damages. I just haven't seen the economic models. Dominion suing for $1.6 billion. I hope they get $8 billion. I just don't know with the economists that they have the way they are projecting that. And I, I hope they prove it, but this is a slam dunk case. And when you talk about the punitive damages, right, and we use legal terms like ratification, the Dominion lawyers, when they're watching Tucker do this tonight, this would be the greatest piece of evidence for my punitive damage case and, frankly, my liability case. One of the things I would ask Tucker, I would say, so after this, after you admitted that you were lying 
you then went in and you made that statement and read exactly what you said. I would say, roll the tape. And I would say, you knew when you said that, that you were lying. And Tucker would go, well, I, I don't know that. All right, well, let's play your deposition testimony. So even though we have your deposition testimony, here you are on March 6th saying the big lie. Why is that, Tucker? Did you, were you afraid you were going to lose your ratings? Were you afraid that because the Dominion filing became public, that people started realizing who you were, Tucker? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's why you did it, Tucker, isn't it? And that cross-exam, I hope Dominion does not settle this case. I want the world to see that take place. But you dig the hole deeper and deeper and deeper when Tucker starts saying those things, and we know what they are saying behind the scenes and probably the only lesson that Fox has learned from this whole ordeal though is